Listen to ordinary people who lead extraordinary lives. Their leadership styles forever impressed in the hearts and minds of people, be it in their professions, personal life, and or in communities by being an example of greatness. Be inspired by these personal stories and prepare to be both moved and motivated as Maurice Manley II, the serial entrepreneur, interviews present and future icons. Challenge yourself to recognize the leader that lives within so that you may continue to grow and experience amazing things in life. We are all capable of leadership. Take charge and lead up. You are listening to episode number 78, The Tangible Ask. We had the pleasure of talking to owner and founder of Golden Grassroots, Nicole Goff. Being in the retail merchandising industry within the beauty space for 24 years has given her a keen perspective on brand integrity and consumer consciousness. Her outlook on business and life gives her a competitive edge as well as a high level of social intelligence. Without further ado, let's jump into this discussion with Nicole Goff. Welcome back to another episode of Lead Up. Today, I have a very special guest, at least she's special to me. We have known each other for quite some time. I, I want to say, ooh, has it been 15 years? Just about. about. Yeah. Jeez. 15 this, years. This time thing is, is moving. Nicole Goff, she is a retail merchandiser and a product brand marketing for your company is uh, Golden Grassroots. Correct. Yep. Mm-hmm. And you've been doing, you've been in that business for 20, 24 plus years. I started off passing out samples at Savon in 95. <laughs> wow. So hold on. You were at Savon's. Yes. When our displays were made of cardboard. Yes. And we had to wear pink smocks and conduct the demos in the drugstore. And you were standing outside like like the kids stand out now selling well, candy. He was passing out no, samples. No, we weren't doing that. They did allow us inside, but we were in front of the section and we had to pop up this little cardboard display and yeah. Wow. You've come a long way. Yes. Con- congrats on all your success. You. And you know what? I want to and I've never done this, but I want to personally thank you because you've always, uh, at least to me, it seemed like you kept me in in, in your mind. Mm-hmm. You looked out for me. Uh, you've brought opportunities to me, even even though you didn't have to. And you were a bit like you just always remembered me. Absolutely. So I thank you. Bless you. Thank appreciate you, you for Thank that. You. Well, you know, our <laughs> business is all about relationships and partnerships. Yeah. And when I form them, I like to cultivate them and I protect them. So definitely it is because of who you are that that's why that worked out. That's great. All right. So let's jump in. How much of what you do is based on how you market yourself and your personal brand versus the product? So, hmm. It's kind of interesting because our product at Golden Grassroots is the service, right? So when we work with manufacturers, we are we are humble servants to their brand. So we brand ourselves as a company based on the services that we provide. So mm. our rapport, our knowledge of the marketplace, our experience as as far as our team is concerned is what sells us. And a lot, thanks God, a lot of our business has come based on our reputation and the partnerships that we've cultivated in the past. Okay. So your the relationship component is extremely a core component of your success in your business. Live and die by my reputation. Mm -hmm. And that was taught to me very early on. My mother started in the business when I was about four years old as a sales rep for Johnson products. Okay. And 
she really, when I came into the business, I started um, with Soft Sheen and she impressed upon me that my integrity was what was going to carry me far more than anything else. So, you know, we don't make promises we can't, there are a few core, we don't make promises we can't keep and we don't keep anything that isn't ours. And that's why we're able to, you know, walk in or if somebody needs something, they will call us. If they are looking for someone in California or on the West Coast, I come to mind because of the, the track record. And I've worked with some great, great people that have trained me and have allowed me to take part in their partnerships and relationships that are out there. Mm. So your mom has been in the business too? This is in your DNA. This it is, is our family business for sure. Wow. Yeah. Did you, when, when she was actively in it as a child, were you like working with her? Did, you, did she <laughs> no. show, kind of show you the no. ropes? As a matter of fact, <laughs> um, when I was little, I really didn't understand what she did. And mm. so when she said she was in sales and that she was a salesperson, I was like, oh, I'll never be a solicitor because all I remember <laughs> were the signs on the store window that said no soliciting. So I thought that that's what she did. And mm. she was like, okay, little girl. And then later on, as I started to understand what she did, then I, we used to write orders. It's not all electronic. Back in the day, they had mm. these big order pads okay. and she would have extras and I'd be sitting outside with my um, toys and I'd be writing orders as a little girl. <laughs> so, you know, she, you know, and then when she got me the job, I was like, oh my God, I'm actually here. You know, I had a <laughs> the first trade show that we went to, I really went to be a receptionist. But I was just starting in the business. It was like a trade show where they had a big suite for this um, large company for Soft Sheen. They would have mm -hmm. their customers come into a suite versus go to a booth. Okay. Okay. And so um, I was the receptionist. But I felt super important because I hadn't traveled before. I hadn't done this type <laughs> of work before. So I, I had a plastic briefcase. Yes. A plastic. Pla yes, it was plastic. And because like, I didn't like, know. Wait, 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 wait. So was this like those little kitty uh, cases really that kitty, you take to school, really elementary? Kitty. It was more so a box for something else. Okay. And I fashioned it into this is what I'm going to put my papers in because I was a, a like a junior salesperson at the time. So I Got had it. work, but it was like, I, I think back on it now. I had borrowed clothes from her because I didn't have suits <laughs> because I didn't dress like that. How old were you? I was 20. Two? Wow. 22, 23. Fresh out of college. Well, not quite. I, no. I was fresh out of college at 38. I <laughs> actually, <laughs> I was a new mom. <laughs> got it, got it, got it. What are, are, well, not what, but are there any core values that you look in for a company before choosing to push their brand? Absolutely. Um, integrity again. You know, how do, how do they appear to their customer base is mm. are they a brand that their consumers can trust um so you know how are they viewed from a integrity standpoint mm -hmm. and usually the companies that i work with are are pretty upstanding um and then how committed are they to gaining that consumer and that's mm. extremely important because a lot of times consumers are like cattle you know, they're taken Correct. advantage of, Correct. you know, they're a number and the product is a widget. There's really no thought or feeling behind what they're doing. It's I can make this, they can buy that. Mm. And so that's the, <clears throat> the relationship that doesn't really fare well for me because of the way I was trained in this business. Um, we really, we're like married to it where we take it on and we, you know, that's my brand, even though it's actually my client. I look out for them as though I made it, you know. Mm. So when they're when I get um, when I get into it with a company that the, they're looking at the consumer like cattle, it rarely works out because I'm passionate about like, OK, this can really go big. This could mm -hmm. I don't want to have more passion for your brand than you do. Right. Right. So even if even if the product itself is great and it does wonders. If that company's value, uh, value system or proposition is not 
what you think it should be as it pertains to the respect and the integrity of the client, mm-hmm. you will pass. Well, the thing is, is that usually when that integrity part and that consumer love is not there, mm-hmm. usually the product doesn't do that well. Mm. So there's, there's a direct a, there's correlation. A <laughs> yeah, there's, okay. a, there's a reason. Usually there's a reason. Now you have some brands that are 100 years old, right? Yes. And they don't require maintenance. I mean, they don't require too much marketing. Marketing is already pretty, they're pretty branded, but um, they still sometimes need to renew those relationships. And sometimes that relationship has to be re-explained. I know that's not a word, right. but you know, it has to be, you know, told all over again. Yeah. Had to be reintroduced or reeducated. Exactly. And so we can come in and and help the manufacturer to do that. Like, yeah, maybe that's how you look back in the day, but this is something, this is a new group of people that you're talking to, and this is what's important to them, and you have that. So Mm. let's communicate that. So I want want to kind of piggyback off of that. What, as, as a consumer, how should we be looking at company because a lot of us like you said we're cattle and we just look at the product we look at our 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 want or our need Mm -hmm. and we say oh amazon provides that Mm -hmm. we don't necessarily look at amazon as a individual or as a uh character if you will Mm -hmm. that has integrity that has some form of competence about their buyers which Mm -hmm. is us as the consumer so how should we be looking at these businesses that we are transacting with well that's kind of tricky, right? Because you're you're kind of indoctrinated into the game already. It's those are things that you'd have to go into your medicine cabinet, into your pantry, and really study them. Because, and then the the the, the trail of ownership is not as clear as you may think. Mm. And then, you know, if you want to go small because you know this person or you know this company, it, the efficacy may not be there. The availability may not be there. You know, it, they may struggle with production. But they're a great company and you want to rope, you want to, you know, you want to work with them or you want to support them. Mm-hmm. But you can't because you can't get the product. You know, right. it's hard to get. And then you got to go back over here to this guy. But, you know, you know, everybody now is upset with companies that support Donald Trump. Correct. Things that you've been buying for years. And now you're like, ah, oh, man, how am I going <laughs> to replace it? You know? right. So it's, it's tricky. I mean, <clears throat> you have to look at <laughs> what. The product is, we're talking about consumer packaged goods, right? Yes. $20 max, let's just say. Okay. Collectively, if we all made that decision, then yes, you can make some real damage. If you wanted to send a message to a company that, you know, uh, boycott or do what we want or whatever. But when you're making decisions for yourself and for your family, you have to look at things that are safe for you. Mm-hmm. You have to look at... Um, if they're not pricing themselves out of the market because that is disrespectful. You know, sometimes it may come from someone that you love, but they're pricing their product out of the market and they know that you'll buy it because they have a good story. Mm. So that in itself can be disrespectful. You have to be careful with that. So sometimes it's not always about who you connect with, with your heart. It's who cares enough about who they're selling to. Mm -hmm. And that may not always be who you think it is. So, you know, I look at what's in the product always. I want to see because, you know, technology, there are some ingredients that we do not have to use anymore. And that information is ready, readily available. Our consumers are much more educated than they were in the past. They're advertising. You know, how do they how do they um, represent you, the buyer? Mm. You know, when you look at the uh, the buying power of the African-American female or the African-American family, it is extremely strong um, for certain products, yet they're not marketed to us in a way that is complimentary. So I'm looking at how do they portray me and they know how much money I spend on this right here. Right. (laughs) You know, how do they how do they see me or. There's one brand, I won't name their name, mm-hmm. but it's in everybody's home, I'm sure. I refuse to support. Mm. And it's because I know that they are pricing themselves out of the market. I know for a fact. So it's like, I know I can get this cheaper. And you, it you, will you sure you don't want to spread the word to I'm the people? Not to- <laughs> tell, I don't know where this is going. But you know yourself. Right. When you, it's, everybody has done it. 
money gets funny. You say, okay, I can't afford that today. I'm going to get this one and I hope it works. Mm -hmm. And then you find out that it works tremendously. Yes. Then you know, like, wait a minute. Right. What am I paying for over here? You know this does not have to cost this much. And then, Happens all the time. then they turn around and make different versions of the same product and charge <laughs> cheaper. I'm like, oh, God, I know. I can't tell everybody this. I hope they see it. Right. Yeah, <laughs> this is very true. Because a lot of us just, we support businesses or companies out of habit. Mm-hmm. And we spend or consume out of habit. Mm-hmm. So whether that's, oh, I've bought Johnson & Johnson products all my life. Because that's just been what I did all my life. And mm-hmm. and to get off of that, you know, it's so hard for us to change habits for whatever reason. Well, I mean, we have to be creative. I mean, in this um, pandemic is forcing everyone to be creative. And, yes. and, and, and I also support businesses that are supporting me. Mm-hmm. And it's tricky because, yeah, okay, you want me to pay $50 for this because it's you? Yeah. What about making it comfortable for me because it's me? Right. And maybe we can meet in the middle. And I know, you know, marketing is get the most money for the product that you can't. I got that part. But you also have to look at your pricing. And I'm going to get off price, but it's it's part of why I deal with people. Um, You have to look at the pricing in terms of the competition and what you have based on that. Mm Mm-hmm. And it's a real thing. And that's how every consumer is looking at your products is what am I actually getting for real, for real? Right. I want to kind of go off topic just a little bit. You had mentioned something earlier about if we collectively got together and decided to boycott a particular product or brand, how, okay, two parts. One, how effective do you think that would be part two? If we did mobilize in that way, what should be our ask? Hmm. Okay. <clears throat> so the corporation is large enough to have the kind of footprint that makes you want to boycott it. You boycotting it is not going to, you know, put a cigarette on that plastic. You know, it's not going to, you know, just, completely disintegrate because for two weeks we decided not to Mm -hmm. it's more of the demonstration it's and if it's publicized correctly then yes you can get the attention of but i'm glad that you asked about what should be the ask because i was speaking to someone and they were they work in an industry that is not heavily african-american and their company in this height of heightened awareness situation that we're in wanted to learn more about the culture and what, um, why was this such a big thing on TV and things like that. <clears throat> so they wanted them all to get together within the corporation. It ain't but a handful of them. Mm. Okay. But they wanted them to get together and have this alliance and this, they're going to have a mission statement and they're going to, you know, this and that. <laughs> so they, they came to me and said, could you look over this? And, you know, tell me what you think, because I write those things all the time. What's your mission statement? So I, what's the ask? What's the purpose? And I said, yeah, we can all get together and have some bake sales and wear the T-shirt. And OK, the question is, yeah, we all know each other. But why is it only us? Mm-hmm. Why? Why do we right. even have to deal with it? Why? OK, so your purpose is to connect with H.R., your purpose is to figure out why the black girl's resume doesn't make it as far as it should. You need to be connecting with the Urban League with an outreach uh, situation where you start to groom those candidates for what this company is looking for. So the ask is based on your gripe. Hmm. So your, if your gripe is you don't support the black community enough, well, yeah, they can do a big breakfast and hand out a bunch of backpacks. That's my joke. Like, like yo, line the kids up with the cameras and let's give them a bunch of backpacks. <clears throat> That's different from we were talking about a public school the other day and the parents got together. No, it was it was a it was a Catholic Catholic school where my son went. And the parents wanted because it's downtown LA and they lived in Manhattan Beach. Now, LAUSD was not giving a school bus to a Catholic school. The parents got together and put their money together 
and created a bus system for their children. Wow. To come back and forth from Manhattan Beach to downtown L.A. So it's the tangible things that really, you know, yeah, he got a backpack today, but he's going to go home and he's not going to be able to eat. Yes. He got a backpack, but he needs shoes a, got holes. In he them. needs a laptop. <laughs> yeah. He needs an iPad. So those are the ask, the things that we see every day, the things that we do every day that are affecting our lives. Mm-hmm. It's not just about, oh, we just put, we earmarked, because I see it all out every day. Oh, we've earmarked this many million dollars for social justice and for, you know, supporting this community. Right. But what do you hear later on? There's not a scholarship that my kid can apply for with that person's company name on it. Mm-hmm. That, that came in the mail to me. Correct. Tangibles. Correct. Tangibles. So let me ask you, how can we begin to identify the tangibles as a group, like as a people? Because for whatever reason, and it irks me, we have in our mind boycott, protest, march, mm-hmm. and and that, and it stops there. We don't ask, but I think we don't ask because we don't even know what to ask for, and we don't know who to ask, mm-hmm. and we don't even have a... I think we don't have a general uh, idea of how to ask and kind of frame and how it, how we benefit, like you said, like, okay, there's education, there's uh, getting to the actual education place. There's financing or access to capital. Mm -hmm. There's other additional resources that we need once we get in the system Mm -hmm. and who is responsible for, quote unquote, giving us these things like. Right. So why are tuitions things that you have to search for, like Easter eggs? Correct. Scholarships, things like that. Why do I have to find out about it? Why is it? Why do I have to just be in the know? Yeah. You know, so how do we need to frame our thinking around that so that we can be more um, productive and proactive when it comes to that? In your opinion, what do you in my opinion? And I'm going to call it humble. Please. Um, and don't be humble. Go have, go hard in it because we need to hear this. Well, I go back to the word tangible, right? Mm-hmm. A lot of the things that you think that the company doesn't have for you, uh, meaning sometimes you didn't need to boycott. You never asked. You never asked them. Now, all of a sudden, because you don't like their commercial, you want to stomp on their head. Mm-hmm. But you never asked. So I'm saying you look at the products that you use every day, like we just spoke of, Mm -hmm. and you turn the back around and you say, hey, I got 50 percent of products in here from this company. You know, is there a Unilever scholarship? Oh, sorry, I shouldn't have called their name. I'm going to get in trouble. (laughs) (laughs) All right. All right. All right. Maybe there is. Don't. Kill me. Right, right, right. All right. I love you guys. I love you guys. I like I worked for you guys. I love you. Okay. So, and I'm sure there is. Right. Okay. We hope. This is all general, general. Take yeah. whatever resonates. So it if we look at that and we go to them and say, Hey, it happens for our little league. A friend of mine works for uh, Food for Less. Mm-hmm. And Food for Less has this banner up in the store for um, supporting their community. You pass it every day. Nobody ever thinks about it, but you're in there. Big old basket full of food all the time. She told me, when we were looking for money for the team, she was like, let me go to Food for Less. And yes, they do. But how do you organize and do that, right? Right. Somebody has to organize and do that. And it can be on a micro level where it's just for the little league or you can, you know, do it on a more of a grander scale. And it's the organization, right? So Mm -hmm. if we have these um, companies that we want to approach, you want to, I mean, they, they just did it for an elementary school. They, um, the parents all got together. So you can do it on a very local level. The parents all got together and said, I can do this. I can do that. I can do this. I can do that. And they went to the companies and they had one person that, you know, you have to have a one, representative. Point of, one point of contact. And <clears throat> she was a representative and she pulled enough money for those kids to have everything they needed. Laptops, smart boards, iPads, everything they needed. So, but we don't, I haven't seen that as often as yeah. I would like to. 
And and I keep hearing you say this re reoccurring thing. People are doing the work. They're coming together and they're unifying, which is what I heavily believe in. And I heavily think, heavily think. <laughs> we just go, you know, whatever. I thoroughly believe that we don't have because we don't unite. We don't come together. We don't organize. We don't mobilize in that way. Like we'll, we'll mobilize for a protest and we'll, we'll have all our departments and emails and Hey, we're going to be here. Mm -hmm. But when it comes to actually rolling our sleeves up and doing that work, like the, like the parents that you're talking Mm -hmm. about and creating a plan and they ask and sending one person to go do the talking to be the face for the group. That's where we become individualistic. Yes. And it's tricky, right? Because I see in our community so many factions. Everybody mm-hmm. wants to be a president of something. Or the boss. The boss of something. Oh, and and I'm like, okay, okay, that's fine. I I don't I prefer the background anyway. Yeah. Cool. What are we doing? Right. And then that's when it's crickets. <laughs> and so then I get to scribbling. I got a notebook too. Like, what? And then, okay, then it's all on one person. Yep. yep. So that kind of dynamic kind of creates the stagnancy mm-hmm. in what can be done. And I, like I said, the companies that I named or they alluded to, they do have those programs. But the question is why, again, why is a scholarship a secret? Why is my the only scholarship that's widely advertised is the federal government? If somebody yeah. else is giving away money, why is it a secret? Right. Oh, because they only have so many dollars and they only want to have so many applicants. Okay, well, let's fix that. Let's yeah. fix that. Let's l- really examine it. Okay, well, Mr. Real Estate Agent that's giving the scholarship, you only have... Mm $50,000. Okay. Well, let's go to the people that you work for who, who, who you represent and let's talk to them and let's try to get it to 100. Right. You know, we're trying to send this many kids and I'm, I'm using education as an example, but we can also get into, um, home ownership pathways to home ownership. You know, I talk to budding real estate agents all the time and I'm like, you know how to get clients. Teach a class. Yep. You, you'll have a room full of them because once you tell people what they're capable of doing, they're going to want to do it. Yeah. They're going to want to do it. So, you know, just that outreach that I, I, the word of the day is tangible. Yeah. What, what is the real plan? Because it's easy to talk in the abstract. Yes. It's Very easy true. to just sit here and, you know, toss ideas in the air. And sometimes that gets me angry because I'm like, Okay. All right. Okay. Which one you want to go with? <laughs> yeah. It's like, okay, now what? We got that. Right. We got, we got the idea and the concept right. done. All right, let's go. So. Yeah. Wow. Okay. I just, I needed to get your perspective on that whole kibosh because I'm a no way by it. But because in, why are we going to, I mean, what are we really doing? Yeah. I agree. I stopped, I stopped buying it for a week. They still, yeah. they still rich. Still going. They still rich. Not phased at all. Long money. If they, if you care enough to boycott them, they could buy you. Quick. 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 <laughs> nah, yeah. Being in the beauty industry for so long, has it changed how you personally perceive beauty? Absolutely. In what way? <clears throat> there is, well... There's beauty in everything. Mm-hmm. I find beauty in everything. And you didn't before? No. I had preconceived notions. For sure, preconceived notions. So what was it about the industry that kind of changed your thinking or your perception? My exposure, right? Because I grew up in Inglewood, went to a Catholic school. I went to a private school you know, pretty much surrounded by the same group, same type of people all the time. Mm -hmm. And so we all fostered our ideas of what was pretty. Mm. And we lived with that. We died with that. (laughs) Some of us still struggle. But 
<clears throat> being in the beauty industry, it just opened my eyes. I had never traveled. Okay, one other time. The second time I had traveled in my life was for work. And then I had the blessing to be able to manage an international territory for about eight years. Longer. I got to do the math, but it doesn't matter. It was a long time. And being exposed to everybody's different perception Mm. of beauty just opened my eyes that let me know that it's in everything, mm. in everything. So, yeah, that's how it changed. So what would you say to, so now we're in the age of social media and the age of a lot of women changing their natural physique, their face, excess makeup, to attain or achieve this so-called beauty. What do you say to those women who... <laughs> You're going like, to get me in trouble. You're going to get me in trouble. No, go. Because this this is... <laughs> I, I, I personally can't stand it. I think it's fraudulent. I think there should be like... I have a strong opinion on that. <laughs> please tell. So it's deeper than makeup. That should be a tag wow. song. I like that. Yeah. Deep. We're going to make some shirts. That's what we're going to do. Deeper than makeup. It's deeper than makeup, right? Because there are some people that if they weren't fully made up, you wouldn't recognize mm-hmm. them. And that means that they are hiding something. I always talk to my sister about why do we always look like we're in costume? Yeah. Why do, why, why do we have to have this completely different persona? Yeah. Now, I'm all for adorning. I do all kinds of things for beauty, but I look at beauty in a lot of different ways Mm -hmm. and maybe very non-traditional. Traditional doesn't matter to me, but it will always be me. Mm -hmm. It's going to all, I've worn weaves, lace fronts, but I'm in the beauty business and I used to do my doll's hair. So I want to try everything. Right. I want to try everything. So that level of creativity, my hat's off to you. But when it gets to this I can't even be seen or Mm. heard unless I have this completely different facade. Facade, thank you, (laughs) over me. That's scary. And we need to talk about that on another show. But then you get to the the over-sexualization of the woman. And I believe the woman is a sexual being. But when you begin to augment mm-hmm. her in these different ways that at times can be grotesque, mm-hmm. it is very sad yeah. because it's not for the purpose of love. And everything has to come from love. Beauty comes from love. Everything comes. It's all under love. So this is not love. Right. This is not me seeing you. Mm. This is seeing what you think I want to see. Mm -hmm. And you may not, those two things may not be connected, but now you've done this to yourself. Yeah. If you do it for money, because I see it on social media all the time. I didn't even understand what fans only was. My sister had to show me and I was flabbergasted. Like, are we really, is this where we are right now? And then, so the response becomes, well, get your money, girl, it's your body, you do your thing. And right, right. Okay. It seems good now. But that surface, that 3D thing that you are holding on to is not forever. So what is the point? This shell right here is not forever. So I'm doing all this to it for a couple of dollars. You ain't really making no real money. Right. And there's so many other ways and you don't have to do these things and you can make more. Correct. Now I'm not likening anybody to a prostitute. However, when I used to take my kid to school, there were young ladies out there and it was heavy on my heart. I started volunteering at a church that's near that area because I'm thinking to myself, that ain't no real money. No. I can show you how to make some real money and you don't even have to do all of that. Right. So it's something else. 
because we know that there are other ways to make money. But why choose that? Is it laziness? Underexposed, I'm going to call it. Okay, fair. I'm going to call it underexposed. <clears throat> People ask me all the time, what do I do? And they, they're like, what? I didn't even know that was a thing. Yes. You know, so it's the underexposure. And so that goes back to your earlier question of what's the ask? Mm. They need the, the children, the teenagers, the young adults, the millennials even need the exposure. Yeah. If I could show you that, hey, you know, if you do this and this and this, you can probably make more money than what you're dealing with right, right. here, you know. Putting in the work, if I can't see what the potential result is, I'm not going to put in the work. Mm. So it's the exposure that gets you enthusiastic. Okay. I think, I think. Right, right. What? Okay, so hmm. I'm going to play devil's advocate. So oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> we're going to go a little deeper into this. I Individuals that have been exposed, let's and let, let's do it on a small scale, right? So let's look at everybody knows what a doctor is or an attorney. There's no secret there. And they have a choice. They can go to school to be a doctor slash attorney, or I can drug deal. Right? Mm-hmm. They choose drug dealing. Mm-hmm. They've been exposed to the doctor and the attorney. Sure. Right. They see it on TV. They go visit the doctor. Maybe their parents went. Mm -hmm. Maybe they even know a doctor. Mm -hmm. However, I don't want to go to school for that. Mm -hmm. Their needs are faster. And that goes into something that's a much more socioeconomic discussion. Right. Because I need that money faster. Anyone that's willing to risk their lives and risk their freedom for some quick money. Because Tony Montana, it's not too many of those. It's not common. So. You're really what we used to call curb serving. Yeah. You're getting a couple of dollars over time and you might be able to get a nice car, you know, maybe Mm -hmm. buy a house, you know, but the risk that you're taking. But it's usually someone that feels that their back is to the wall. They don't see that that path to that type of success because they're they're dealing with. And that's what they were talking about. Um when the pandemic closed the schools, they were like, you don't even understand. Some kids are not going to eat unless they're at school. Right. So these, these are the ones that are taking those types of risks because they're looking, they're looking at, I don't really have time. I don't really have time for this. First of all, who's going to fill out the application for me to go to the school? Who's going to, who's going to help me with the financial aid? Right. Everybody's afraid of student loans. So half the people don't even go to college because they're afraid of student loans. I'd rather have a good job and have a small student loan payment or be an entrepreneur because of what I've learned along the way in college than to never have tried, you know, to never have tried. Yeah, I I can die with the debt. Who cares? Right. So 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 with that, let's bring it back to the women with the fans Mm -hmm. only. Right. Mm hmm. Maybe they have been exposed, but I don't want to do that. It's too much work. I don't want to do marketing or merchandising or branding or whatever. I can. It's much easier for me to strip down naked, set a camera up and people just pay me and I'm in my own house and I don't have to read a book. I don't have to go talk to nobody. Yeah, I just watched a documentary on an astrologer. Walter Mercado, Mm -hmm. and he was on TV in Puerto Rico for a long time, and he became really, really big, and he wore these extravagant gowns, and he would tell you your fortune on TV every day for one hour. He almost died penniless because after a while, you don't look the same. The, you know, the body breaks down. Yeah. It doesn't have, and if you have that type of mindset yeah. that that's your only option you're running through that money mm-hmm. chances are you ain't buying no mutual funds with that right so and you know no disrespect if you got to feed yourself you got to feed yourself but i'm talking about long term what did chris Rock right. say not talking about rich rich I'm talking I'm talking about about wealth. so yeah it's working right now and hopefully you know times have changed and there's a lot more research into long-term money. I doubt it. I doubt it. Because to do that, 
you have to be thinking quick money. Mm-hmm. You have to be thinking quick money. Yeah. Because you got to know if you sit down and plan anything, that's not going to last for a couple of reasons. Competition, number one. Yeah. It's not sustainable. It's not sustainable. <laughs> Let's just b- bare bones on paper. Competition, right. number one. Number two, somebody else can create a page just like that. You're going to be on all of them. Yep. You're going to be on all of them. True. Okay. Safety. Yep. Stalker. Yep. Okay. So that's going to play out. And then, like I said, you're going to get old. Yeah. Time passes. And I want to say, okay, then all your money goes on plastic surgery. Yeah. So now you're doing health. So now we got so damage. now your health. It yeah. just the risk risk versus reward <laughs> is not the, is not balanced. It's not, not equal, and not I hundred percent agree. I'm just trying to figure out. And, and you said it earlier. It's mindset, right? And and it and it crosses the span of a lot of our people, unfortunately, beyond the women with the fans only. Mm-hmm. But it goes to the kid that I referenced that wants to do drugs or gang bang, or that just says I want to sit up and play video games all day. Whatever, and not that there's anything wrong with that, because now you can make money. But again, you gotta have a plan. Correct. So if you sitting inside, yeah, okay, get your scores up. Yeah. But what's the plan? What's the tangible? What are you gonna do with what's it? The tangible. Yeah. It's in the air until you start putting something to it. Yep. <laughs> it's funny you saying tangible. I recently did a video on um, tangibles versus intangibles, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and I, my philosophy is, I can teach. The tangibles. I cannot teach the intangibles. I, I, I watched it. Oh, you saw <laughs> Okay. That's why I keep saying it. <laughs> Appreciate your support. So, yeah, I, I 100% agree. All right. Back to you, though. What is your secret? Because from day one, from the moment I met you until now, you have always been high energy and upbeat. It's a fake. No, it's <laughs> <laughs> What's your secret to that? Like, no matter what, no matter what environment I see you in, no matter what's going on in business and life, even now in this pandemic, we were talking while I was setting up and you was like, it's been great. (laughs) (laughs) What's in you that it's like you're the energizer bunny. I don't have a choice. Mm. I don't have a choice, really and truly. I wasn't born rich. Um, my, my family loves me, but I pretty much had to get it from a long time ago. Mm-hmm. Um, I've been working a job since I was 13, filing taxes every year since I was 13. Um, moving around on my own, on buses, um, buying buying cars, got married early, had kids, um, bought property, mm. you know, and lost property. <laughs> And went through a lot of ups and downs. But I first of all, I love what I do. Mm-hmm. I do. And I love the people I work with. Yeah. All of like you and all the other stylists and barbers and then my store owners. I love them. They're so cool. And so that part, whatever I'm going through at home, because I'm normal. Yeah. Um, but when I get work keeps me happy. Mm. Because I love what I do. I love who I work with. I get to talk about hair and makeup all day long. Um, I've been doing it a long time, so I can kind of do it eyes closed. Yeah, yeah. You know, so I don't stress over that part. Um, And I still believe. That's the thing. Mm. I still believe. In the inside of, in spite of the things that have happened in my life, the things that happened on TV, something is there. I don't know. I I don't know. I'm not down yet. Now, yeah, like I said, I'm normal, so things still make me mad. Yeah. But in terms of, I still have hope. Got it. Hope. I like that. I still believe. I still believe. That could be another shirt. Another book. There you Another. go. There you go. <laughs> we got. <laughs> well, because there are people that you know these things happen in their lives, and then they just yeah cut it off. It's true. And my mother will tell you she same way. I had no choice. I have children mm. that I need to be strong for. I have people 
young people that have worked with me as contractors since they were like 18, 17 years old, and they're 40 now, mm. you know, so I got to be strong for them. And that's, and then I get to, I get to employ people. So that's like the best thing. That's huge. Paying payroll is like, oh my God, thank you. <laughs> you know, so that part is like when I get to call them and say, hey, you guys, we got another project. Yeah. You know, it's like, oh, that's so cool. So that part is like, that's what it's for. Mm-hmm. That's what it's for. They don't keep putting it in your hands if, it, if you're supposed to hold on to it. You're supposed that's to true. give it away. That's true. So that it can be replaced. It's always still in your hand. You can't get nothing else in there. Yeah. So you got to give it away so it can come get you some more. <laughs> so true. Another secret I need to, I want to know just personally. Every time I see you, you look younger and even more beautiful than the first time. So, and for those of you that are listening, you can't see her. When you see the video, you'll see what I'm talking about. Like she's, yeah. What, what are you doing? What's happening? (laughs) Um, let's see. Dang. Do I, I don't know. Um, Cause it's continue, progressive. Continuing to stay true. Uh-huh. See, I don't eat when I'm not hungry. I don't like birthday cake. So don't bring me one, you know? Um, I gotta move around or I will get too anxious. So mm. I exercise, I walk every day. I put a gym in my garage because I have to move around and I have to be outside. I don't neglect that. I have to be around water. I don't neglect that. Mm. I don't neglect it. I keep it, keep it going. I ha- it's like, has to happen. And, the, and God has blessed me with my own business so I can make my schedule so that I can still do all those things. Mm. Um, what else? I, um, I wear makeup, not a lot. Skincare regimen is extremely I've never seen simple. you with a lot of makeup. <laughs> and and that's why, because your face is flawless. It's like porcelain, smooth. It's the sun. Mm, the sun vitamin is D. real. The sun is, but you got to get outside, right? True. You got to get outside. And we run from the sun. I embrace it. Yeah. I embrace it. I love it. We need it. <laughs> so important. To me, I look better in the mirror in the summertime than in the wintertime because we've been indoors. Ah. And so, you know, you get this kind of chalky look like you need to get yeah. some sun. So water, what else? I mean, <laughs> smoothies, <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Well, and I, if I rec- remember correctly, um, a few years back, I hadn't seen you in a while and I saw you and mm-hmm. you told me that you switched your health up. And, I started running. And you started running. Mm-hmm. So you became more, a lot more health conscious. You know, I've always been relatively health conscious, Yeah. but I had to understand my body because as we get older, mm-hmm. that metabolism starts to slow down. Yes. And I went and sat in my doctor's office and cried because I was, to me, I didn't want to be tall and big. So mm-hmm. I had gotten to be 170 and I was like, I don't know, I'm walking every day. What am I doing? He was like, don't walk, run. Mm. And I started working out with a young man, and I mean young, a baby. What's up, Coach Eddie? Um, And he had us running up and down the hills. And from there, I just continued. When I wasn't training with him, I was running on the beach, in the neighborhood, on the track. You know, I just started off just trotting and walking, trotting and walking, and then kept going. And I noticed that I was losing weight easier, Mm. sleeping better. Um, attitude better and it's shoot eyelashes growing longer and I read up on oh that. wow no seriously they say if your cardio game is tight everything kind of comes into focus for you huh. because you're working you're getting that blood pumping that heart rate up and you're detoxifying, and a lot of time, you're your, detoxifying body. your body a lot of us ah, I don't run I don't run well if you want to lose weight you're going to run yeah <laughs> you're going to run and so from doing a little bit here, a little bit there, I got up to about six miles at a time, mm. eight miles at a time. Um, and it, it, it 
Now it's a way of life. Have you ever run a uh, ran a marathon? Not yet. It's coming though. Oh, that's a goal. Okay. That's a goal. Okay. I see them at the beach. They um, well now they don't do it, but they have a, a marathon training. I'm like, okay, I'm gonna do it, you guys. I'm gonna do it. And then I'm like, ah, that's I'm gonna a hold long you accountable. Time. That's a, but <laughs> I'm gonna have to start. 5K, because I could do a 5K easy. That's just okay. three miles. But um, that LA marathon is daunting. Yeah. It's daunting. Yeah, it's a, it's a beast. Yeah. But yeah, but but staying true, though, I go back to that because everything is not going to work for everybody. But you got to find what works for you so that you can do it consistently and it becomes a way of life. Right. That's the key because that start and stop. Oh, I'm working out, getting ready for summer. Thanks, Drake. No, you got to, it's got to be a way. I don't want to struggle. It's a lifestyle. I don't want to struggle to try to get my stomach down because I acted a fool right. during the winter time. I don't want to struggle. So true. And I don't want to buy new clothes. Yeah. <laughs> right. And I want what's left on the rack because they leave them small ones on the rack. <laughs> I want to be hunting down. For <laughs> now, now you can be whatever size you want and be healthy. Let's Correct. Go, let's go true. there. Very true. Let's go there. But I'm approaching 50. So mm. I had to be serious about my metabolism, my skin, um, what I do put in. Yeah. You know, um, habits. You know, you got to make sure that you don't have anything that's going to make you look old too soon. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> and I had to, you know, do away with the wigs and the weaves. I couldn't do that anymore. It was just, mm-hmm. first of all, I can't keep up with it. It's too much sitting at too much time. Yeah. Sitting in the shop for hours and hours. So I couldn't do that. <laughs> um, but also I started to look older mm. and, it, and, it, and then when I just buzzed it off, I was like, forget it. I don't care anymore. It had always been short, but I had fooled around, did some different right. things. But when I just got rid of all of that, I could see my face see you. again. And, you know, I said, okay, this is how it's going to be. Put me in the coffin, make the girl part it right here. <laughs> to make sure it's right. Part it on the right side, five centimeters <laughs> north of my eyebrow. Exactly. I put it in my will. You put it right there. <laughs> so, yeah. Well, you look amazing. Thank Stunning. You. Thank you. So, you're Thank welcome. You. What leader do you look up to and admire? <gasps> There's so many for so Just many different reasons. Two or three. I should be able to say this quickly. Yeah, top three. Top three. I got to give it to Oprah. Okay. I got to give it. I know it, it, it's a mixed bag with Oprah, but I still like the way she carries herself. Mm-hmm. I love it because we know she got money. Yeah. But she does her best because I know she can't keep it 100% real because she's a billionaire, but she tries her best to stay relatable. True. She really does. And I appreciate that. Um, Michelle Obama, for sure. Because in a, in a situation where she was transported back in time with the racism, I'm sure, mm-hmm. that she faced. Yeah. She continued to stay classy. She mm. continued to stay classy. Maintain composure. Oh, man, because I would have probably lost it. I don't think I could have been, you know, when they go low, we go high. And I probably wouldn't have gone there like that. I probably lost it. The Inglewood would have came uh, at you. So I definitely have to give it to her. Now, this third one, this third one, I'm going to give it to my mom. Mm, good choice. Great choice. Because anybody doesn't know, the beauty industry is actually dominated by men. I've been told. Yeah. Yeah, which is so crazy and insane kinda to me. Weird, kind of weird, right? Very weird, not kind of. But it's dominated by men, and she was able to navigate her way mm-hmm. to, you know, running, helping to run a hundred million dollar company. Wow! And you know, being very, very um, involved and responsible for their success through her leadership. Her diplomatic leadership, mm. and that's what I try to work with here, is that leadership of we're going to do this together. Yes. We are going to do this together. Not, I want to work with you. No, 
we're this going is to what do, we're, we're going this is gonna to happen. do this together. No, but we're going to do this together. Right. You're not going to be alone. You're not going to be sent off. I'm 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 with you every step of the way and this is how we're going to get it done. Mm-hmm. And I'm in, I'm um encouraging you to come with me on this journey. And that to me in her I respect and I try to emulate on mm-hmm. a regular basis for sure. Those are great, great leaders, I think, especially mom. That, oh, let's let's give it up to mom. Yeah, she's, a she's a leader. Yeah, definitely. She's a, leader. she's a good one. I mean, you wouldn't be where you are now if it wasn't. Absolutely not. Absolutely what, not. Um, on the heels of that question, what makes a leader great and iconic? <clears throat> iconic leaders are visionaries to me. Okay. Because when you're leading a group of people, sometimes they don't know where to go. Mm-hmm. They, they're they uninspired um, or they just don't have your inspiration. And mm-hmm. so when you're when your leader is a visionary, that is so strong because, yeah, we want to be concerned with the present. You know, we think spiritually. Yes, we got to live in the now for sure. But I love the fact that as a leader, my job is to not always think about what's right here. I want to look way down there. Yeah. Just to see. Yeah. You know, where are we yeah. going with this? Got to peek around the corner. Got to see. Just, you know, what if? You know, excuse me, come back with some what ifs. Yeah. What if we did this, you guys? What if we did that? Because I think this is going to happen yeah. in a minute. Um, so, the, that make that's part of what makes a visionary iconic and also a visionary I mean a leader that this is gonna sound ghetto that doesn't downplay the hustle this is mm. this is a, this is a topic that's near and dear to me because everybody believes that they can do something because somebody else is doing it. I could do that no a good leader has they're not they're not coming in off the streets. I can do. I can tell you how to do this, not because I read a book about it, but because I've actually done You've it. Done it. I've you actually have the experience. Done it. Yeah, I've done it, and I can. I can show. I can show you why. And I know that education has an expiration date. I'm mm-hmm. very well aware of that. But in staying current and staying um, active and out there, you will reinforce what you learned in school. Yes. So it still makes your your education relevant. You, you can mesh those things together. But I love a leader that can get there and do it with you and then leave you and then you do it. And then you guys have this exchange or interaction that says, okay, that's perfect. Now let's do this. Mm. And let you know that it's, it's like, it's like God, like I'm wow. with you there every step of the way. And, and you're going to go out and you're going to do some things on your own, but I'm right here anytime and I'm going to I'm going to work on your behalf behind the scenes and make sure that you have everything that you need to mm. be successful that's iconic that's a great definition <laughs> <laughs> it's great it's great and iconic final question all right so this is called the tabula rasa <laughs> okay which stands for blank slate okay all right so you're an artist and you have a blank canvas in front of you and you have all the colors that you could possibly want or need because you're going to paint a picture of your life. Mm-hmm. All right. So put that to the side. At the point of creating this picture, you have accomplished everything in your life that you set out to, to accomplish. Mm-hmm. You fulfilled all your heart's desires, your dreams. You've raised your, your kids. They're out. They're successful. Mom's is good. Um, your company has grown to a multi-billion trillion dollar business across the globe. You've employed countless men and women, um, created several opportunities. You personally have traveled the world and seen every cracking crevice of this earth. You've done it all and it's completed. Coming back to this canvas, what picture do you paint of your life and what colors do you use? Okay. All right. All right. All right. All right. All right. All right. There's a garden. Mm -hmm. 
there's a garden and the garden is abundant. There's green for wealth and growth. There's red. There's purple. Because I think those two colors are just powerful and royal and regal and rich. Mm -hmm. And there's blue because there's peace. There's peace, but there's love. This blue represents the ocean and the ocean mm -hmm. is all of your emotions. So there's blue, lots of blue. And in this garden, everything is abundant and everything is flourishing. And then there's this circle of people around the garden and they're all holding hands. Mm. And it looks like they're, you would think that their heads would be down in prayer, but it's not. They're looking up because they're grateful. Wow. That's what it would look like. And serve me. I need to be in that picture. Because <laughs> <laughs> we're going to get it. That's yes. the title. We're going to get it, y'all. Yeah. <laughs> and when it's done. Oh, yes. God. Yes. Yes. I like that. That as you were describing it, for whatever reason, my mind went to a hieroglyph. Hmm. I thought about hieroglyphics and how when you said they're holding hands and they're looking up and, mm -hmm. and on a lot of the hieroglyphs on the pyramids, That's you see they're, they're looking up uh -huh. and praising the sun and giving thanks. Uh -huh. So, yeah. that's where the healing is coming from. And that's where the flowers are being generated from. That's what gave us to us. Yeah. 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 That's wonderful. Nicole, I want to salute you for everything that you have done. You supporting me and uh, countless other uh, people and businesses, educating people on um, the industry of beauty and products, uh, pushing and forging forth to create a path for our people, people of color, you know, make leaving your mark um, and just the love that you give and, and, and spread across, uh, you know, thank you so much for thank that. You. You're welcome. You're welcome. Warms my heart. <laughs> now I want to open the floor up to you so you can leave your information out. Um, okay. Your LinkedIn, your so your social media platforms, what new projects you're working on, how people can support you. Put okay. it all out there. Yay. Okay. So um, everything is under Golden Grassroots. So if you Google Golden Grassroots, you'll get everything. You'll get our LinkedIn. Um, you'll get our website. And... From there, you can see what we actually do. So we work primarily with manufacturers to help them manage their shelf presence in the marketplace. And we do that at every level of marketing, price, product, promotion, and people. Mm. Because we offer brand ambassador services as well. So what we're working on now is for new people. We talked about this earlier for new companies that are trying to figure out, can they make it in retail? Mm -hmm. I'm putting together a series of presentations. We'll call them for right now that kind of speak on different topics. They're going to be free. You know, yeah. this information needs to get out there yes. and they're simple and it's, it, it causes you to think. So we'll talk up, think, talk about things like packaging, sampling, your marketing plan, is it really ready? Mm -hmm. You know, are you pricing yourself out of the market? You know, so that type of information will be shared. And then what else are we doing? What else are we doing? Um, just check our website. You know, you'll, you'll get a feel for what we have going on. But that's the biggest thing that we're working on for right now is getting that information out to new manufacturers. Beautiful. Beautiful. Any um, questions or anything you want to ask me? This has been great. You really caused me to. I thought we were going to talk about something completely different. <laughs> but you really made me think. And I'm really excited about the lead up project that you're working on. I think it's great. I've been reading your LinkedIn. And this is what we need right now. So I don't have any questions right now. But okay. kudos to you. Thank you. 
Thank you. Ladies and gentlemen, Nicole Goff. I 100% agree with Nicole's position regarding the tangible ask. I can't stress enough the importance of rallying together for more than just making a statement. We must create leverage first, then know what it is we are after, and lastly, assert what it is that we want. It is up to us to take charge and lead up. If you have a product and are interested in getting it into retail stores, please do not hesitate to reach out to Nicole. You may go to her company's website at www.goldengrassroots.com or follow her on Instagram at goldengrassroots. Do us a huge favor if you could and share this episode with as many people as possible and follow us on Instagram at Lead Up Lifestyle. We are donating half of our proceeds to help struggling black businesses in need. To help us in this mission, simply go to the bottom of the Lead Up podcast description and click that donate link. As always, thank you for your support and keep leading up.